Welcome to an all-new episode of the Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter. And on today's episode, I'll try to make friends with comedian Vince Carone faster than he spews jokes during his stand-up shows. Hi, I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Vince, welcome to the Fast Friends Podcast. Hey, thanks thanks for having me on here. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. It's good to see you. It's good. Uh, I always do like to do a little disclaimer if I kind of know somebody beforehand. Yeah. Because I feel like people like to dig shit up, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've seen them before. <laughs> right, right. They'll be like, wait, no, I went back. They've been Facebook friends since 2017 <laughs> or whatever. Well, I, I unfriended you this morning just so we could do it again. So we'll be, Oh, uh, thank God. Guess. What took so long? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I kind of do that with everybody. I cycle in and out, you know, removing people and adding. It's like a power trip for me that I like to do with people when they see me pop up. They're like, "Oh, I thought we were already friends," and then yeah, makes them think about me throughout the day. So, <laughs> absolutely, you talk about power moves. I mean, MySpace was the best for that. I used to do a. Um, yeah. I've talked about this before, maybe, but like I used to uh, change my top eight on a weekly basis, yeah. and then I would post a bulletin and explain why people moved up or down. Oh, it's so it was like the most dickhead move. It's so amazing because it. How do you not? <laughs> how do you not read that? <laughs> you know, you have to read that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then I, at one point, I got like really mad because I was by default putting Liz in there. We were just dating at the time, but I had like Liz, my best friend Jared, and two of my brothers. And I was like, "This is taking up way too much space in my top eight. Like, you guys are all subject to be yeah, yeah, eliminated. You can't just hold your spot. Too, too much family and friend real estate. It's like you, you, you know yeah. what you mean in my life, but this is this is about feeling good online. Get, you know, get the. Absolutely. Am I allowed to swear in here? Is that we do we swear? Oh yeah, yeah. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to one of these before, so I'll give you a quick premise uh, overview, and then we'll just jump right in. Sure. Can I lie and um, say yes, and then yeah. you can still explain to me anyway? Perfect. Yeah, I've, I've heard. Good. You yeah. subscribe on every platform? Is that what you said? Yeah, I listened uh, every week for the past 52 weeks, so this would be good for me. But if you want to give me a awesome. quick reminder <laughs> and refresher, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. It's no big deal. You guys should subscribe, just like Vince. Um, round one is called the Fast Forward Round, so I'll set a timer for 20-ish minutes. Okay. Um, kind of ask you questions about your life that I've researched online. Um, so correct me if any of my research is wrong, but uh, I do internet sleuthing about as good as a single female in her 20s. Okay, so, pretty good. Um, so far, I've been pretty <laughs> yeah. good, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Round two is a five for five, so it's uh, named after the Arby's deal from the 1990s. So I have five questions for you. You have the opportunity to ask me five questions. You can have them prepped. You can wing them. Your call. Um, I have five prepped and ready to go for you. Hell yeah. Right. Uh, and then for the third round, we'll use a Fast Friends fortune teller to reveal an activity, and we'll play a game and end with a friend request. Awesome. Which would be great, since you just delete, uh, deleted me this yeah. morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. I'll go ahead and set the timer, and we'll jump in. Let's do it. Um, watch watch me be wrong with my very first fact about you. I think you were born in Itasca, Illinois. Is that correct? Wrong. Uh, Damn. I uh, So I live in, I live in Itasca now. Okay. Uh, so you're not too far off. And I was born in Elk Grove Village, which is uh, 10 minutes north oh, yeah. of Itasca. So, you know. Okay. Grew up and moved out of my parents' house 10 minutes south, and that's what I did. So, <laughs> Doesn't that feel amazing, though? It did. It did yeah. The, my, my wife was like, because uh, I was like, should we live in Elk Grove? Because that's what everybody seems to do who's in Elk Grove. It's like a little cult community. Nobody leaves. Yeah. I was like, should we just get a house here? And she's like, you know, I want to be far enough from my mom to where she can't uh, just show up 
you know, by walking, yep. but I want to be close enough to where she can drive over within 10 minutes. Like, okay. So we ended up a town over. Right on. Right on. Um, I know that you have one sister based on my research. Do you have any other siblings? Nope. Good research on just that. The, so just one sister, uh, 16 months older than me. Okay. Okay. What's, do you guys have like, um, well, I don't know if you got along, but do you have like an epic story or of like a fight or like a disagreement or a time that you guys got in trouble as kids? Yeah, you know, kind of a, there's like there's like two quick ones that we kind of always default to. So, uh, you know, if uh, if you can imagine like uh, high school, I wasn't really interested in the learning aspect of it, just uh, goofing around, having a good time, like we like we do in high school. Yeah. And so they would send out, they would always mail the the progress reports, report cards home, and uh, they did it with such a different case. So progress reports would come out like middle of the quarter. Then report cards end of the quarter. Then you get your semester like exam grades or whatever after your finals. So there was so much shit just rolling in that every couple of them I could just snag it out of the mail, and my parents would see another one within a couple weeks anyway. So you'd buy you'd buy yourself some time. And so, uh, but as time goes on, I got a little more cocky with it. I think I took like three in a row. So we have like a huge gap now of night. But I have to steal my sisters too because you know otherwise it doesn't work out. So I had to get her in on it, and she's making grades. You know, I'm like, you know, so uh, it is what it is, you know, and uh, and then sometimes you play a little game like if they came on a Friday, I would just take them out of the mail and put them back in the mail on Monday because then I had five days to be grounded before the next weekend and try five days to get myself out of jail, basically. And yeah. uh, and so one time uh, I was on like like that, that three month bender or whatever of just stealing all of them. And uh, and my sister, I, I wake up like at two in the morning uh, on like a Saturday night and I hear my sister getting like screamed at by my dad in the living room. <laughs> And apparently she was at a house party that night and they were all drinking and they got busted by the cops. And Ooh. so she got arrested. So my parents had to go bail her out in the middle of the night. And uh, and I'm just listening to her like, oh, man, she's getting it. She's in trouble, you know, and she's never in trouble. So I'm like, oh, wow. And then uh, and then I hear my dad like, you know, what are you fucking up in school now, too? And she's like, I'm getting good grades. And he's like, well, I haven't seen any grades in a while. And she goes, Vince has the report cards under his bed. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> You know, like, why? <laughs> why do that? You're already grounded. Why do that to me? Right. And so I just hear him come stomping into my room at 2 in the morning. Get up and give me the report cards. I'm like, trying to act like I was asleep. Like, what are you talking about? Just grabs me, just pulls me out of the bed, fucking shoves me under the bed, <laughs> handed to him. He's like, you're grounded. I'm like, I know. And I just went back to bed. So. <laughs> oh, my God. She was dragging you down with her, man. That's, Always. That's brutal. And yeah. then uh, the quick yeah. version of the next one is we, uh, yeah, my parents, are, they're not big drinkers, never have been. Uh, so maybe once a year they would throw like a party or a holiday party, whatever they'd go out and buy a bunch of beer or whatever they would do and, you know, give it to uh, whoever's at the party. And then they would just kind of like sit in the garage, you know, and they never really used it. Well, they had like three cases of like Miller light bottles stacked up in the garage or whatever it was, MGD or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm taking off like the bottom of the, 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 the bottom case. I'm taking, you know, a couple out for my friends here and there. Yeah, we drink them. I bring them. You know, they they stayed over at my house for a night or whatever. We we'd each have like a beer or two, whatever. You know, it is what it is. Well, my sister's taking them off the top, unknown, un, unbeknownst to me. She's just taking them off the top case, and she's stockpiling them in her room. They're not. She's not using them. She's just for a rainy day. She's putting them in there. And then her friend calls her one day, and the answering machine picks it up downstairs. And my sister just starts talking while the answering machine's recording it. And my parents walk in from being out, and they're just listening to her going, no, I can come over tonight. I got beer. I've been stealing it all from the garage. It's in my closet. So they walk upstairs while she's on the phone, open her closet, big fucking you know, batch of beer just sitting in there. And they start yelling at her for it. She's like, well, I, I didn't take all of it. 
It just throws <laughs> And I'm working at a movie theater at the time. My parents drive up to the movie theater and they're like, get home. Tell your boss you got to go. So I, I'm like, shit, somebody <laughs> died in the family. So I, I, I come home. My sister's on the front porch crying. I'm like, oh, man, who, who died? You know, and uh, I get in. You know, my parents aren't home yet. And my sister's like, I got busted with the beer. And I, and I, I knew what happened immediately. <laughs> and she's like, I just told him I didn't, I didn't rat you out. I just told him I didn't take it all. I'm like, well, who the fuck else would have taken it? And so <laughs> There are four people in this so, house. So I got it again. <laughs> oh, my God. The answering machine is, uh, is an interesting thing I haven't thought of for a while. But we had an instance once. We were home by ourselves all the time in the summer. And I was the oldest. My, young, my middle brother's two years younger than me. And then my youngest brother's two years younger than him. And, uh, I remember one time, like we, you know, we were constantly fighting about stuff and, uh, my brother like went into my parents' room, which is where the answering machine was <laughs> connected to that phone. And he pushed the record button, but it was for the, uh, the outbound message, oh, the no. one that would answer. Yeah. When, uh, when somebody calls. And so he's like, mom, <laughs> Logan called me a motherfucker and a son of a bitch. <laughs> and it stayed as our greeting for, I don't know how long. And then somebody, I think from my dad's work called and got it. And then was like, you might want to change your, <laughs> your answering machine. Right. Cause how often do you call your own house to get your own answering machine? Never happens. Right. right? So you would never know. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not there if it's you know when it's when you're hearing it play out loud or whatever. Yeah, oh, that's funny, crazy. God, siblings are the worst, but the best, the best, the worst, the worst and the best. Yeah, she, (laughs) my sister's just into her credit. She's just never been a good liar, and uh, it's not a it's not a bad thing as you get older. It sucks when you're a kid, though. (laughs) Um, I found this. this uh, fo- like photo quote combination from your high school yearbook. This makes me sound like way more uh, like I'm way <laughs> s- sneakier than I am. Uh, but where it said, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And your answer was on a honeymoon with, I'm going to pronounce this name wrong, probably Miss Thurin. Yeah, Miss Thurin. Yeah, Miss Thurin. Yeah. Thurin. See, I knew I'd get it wrong. What, um, ha- I-, I know that she was pretty like uh, influential based on the accompanying text I saw. Sure. What, like, tell us about that. Yeah, so Miss Thereen was um, she was a drama teacher in uh, at uh, Elk Grove High School. Uh, unfortunately, she's since uh, since passed away. I believe that's what the the context of that mm-hmm. message you saw was about maybe five or six years ago. But she uh, she was just like a, like, a, like, a, like a hippie sort of vibe, you know, just a just a just a fun soul. And she uh, and I took acting senior year. Uh, I had no interest in acting. Like I know I do comedy now. I wanted to do comedy at the time, but it, I didn't take acting because of that. Like, to me, the two weren't married i didn't think of those things together mm-hmm. uh, i was just a blow-off class to take in lieu of you know business or some other bullshit and um so i took the class but i i would i liked making people laugh so whenever we have to do our monologues or whatever i would always do a comedians or find something funny from a movie or whatever and you know really sell it and uh and she was just very like encouraging about that and i remember maybe like uh first semester around like november or october or something uh, I was taking the class with two of my buddies and she was like hey you know we need three people for this play that we're doing called the man who came to dinner you three would be perfect for these roles we need like three people for a variety of roles you know and we're like oh wow that'd be awesome and just placating or no intention of doing it whatsoever you know it's like oh yeah great yeah fuck off you know and then uh (laughs) the next day she comes back to class and she's like hey i told the cast that you three were gonna do it and everyone was so excited and we're all like shit like i don't want to act in a play you know and yeah so we, we talked to we worked it out to where it was like you know they practiced for months for these plays and it was like we just had to show up for one week of rehearsals because uh, we had no speaking parts. We were just three extras that had a couple movements and stuff and some blocking. And so we did that. And um, 
it was fun. And uh, the turning, the pivotal point for me was I was like a movie director, like in the background of one of the scenes. And um, there's like a, by one of the main uh, characters, they get into like a fight and the, the main uh, female lead like made some loud gasp or noise or scream. And while I was kind of in the background, I uh, just naturally reacted. I wasn't supposed to, but I, I gave some weird look and the audience like popped mm-hmm. hard for that yeah. look, which is known as upstaging the actress, which is not a good thing to do when you're a background <laughs> player in a, you know, and the main actors are on the scene, but I didn't know any of that. You know, I was just doing my thing and uh, the crowd laughed so hard that uh, the notes between the nights of doing the play, she said, Hey, can you do that again? You know, and she actually added it in, versus telling me like, don't do that. You're upstaging the play. Right. Saw that added it in and was just super encouraging of that. And, uh, and then that play got selected to go to like the Illinois State Theater Fest, and so we all had to go. We we got to skip like almost like a week of school and go. It was like the best fucking thing I ever did in my life. Like, That's awesome. you know, just uh, and just had uh, a ton of fun with that, and so it just got me comfortable talking in front of people. Got me my first laugh like on a stage in front of people, and you know, I I don't know that it directly threw me into comedy, but inadvertently, like somewhere in there, it's woven into uh, that. I, I just never forgot her, and it was it was sad to hear she passed, but that was. Uh, you know, I make trying to make some funny joke in the yearbook with the comment, but that uh, you know wouldn't have done it if she wasn't a cool enough person that I knew would have appreciated it. Yeah, of course. Those you never forget those teachers like that make the biggest like the biggest impact. Yeah. Um, so yeah, wow. Um, at that time, were you already do? I know that you did some comedy writing and like a, a lot of like watching. Um, like whose line is it anyway? I think is is what I read. Yeah. Um. Was this at the same t- like that was your senior year, right? When you were you doing that already, like when you, while you were in this acting class? Yeah, so maybe like my my junior year of high school, uh, I you know I was always funny, and you, you know the idea of being a comedian seems like improbable when you're young. Like you don't you don't really think like I'll be that. But I saw right. a lot of stand up comedy growing up and and live when I, uh, my parents would take us to see you know live comedy you know quite a bit. So. Uh, and I always made people laugh. Well, around my junior year, for some reason, I started listening to like uh, when I was listening to like George Carlin or Richard Jenny or some of these other HBO specials that were coming out. Uh, I would like tape them and then I'd play them back and I would I would type them out, basically transcript their act. And I don't know why I was doing it so much, but I was doing it. I was just typing it out. Something in that process was like speaking to me. I don't know if I was trying to dissect how they wrote it or just flat out steal it and show other people, hey, I wrote this. I'm not I'm sure it was somewhere a hybrid showing my friends this, but I would do the bits to my friends and but I would not tell my friends that it was a real comedian's bit. I would I wouldn't say anything. I'd just say, you know, here's what I did. And and I was getting the laughs with it. So I was like, okay, I'm doing the timing. I've got the delivery. I can do that. So I started uh December of my senior year. I uh I thought of a, a joke about Y two K because it was uh December of nineteen ninety nine. And, okay. uh, and I wrote that down one night and I just started every night just coming back and just writing and writing and writing. And I was like, oh, I, I can actually do this. And then shortly after that, like maybe like a month later, whose line is it anyway? I, f- I found that. And, uh, okay. and as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I could do that. And as they would like get those scenes or, or whatever from Drew Carey at the time, uh, maybe even still, but, uh, I would like, I'd play along almost like at home and see what I could okay. think of as quick as they could think of. And I could keep up, you know, I mean, and, you know world of difference in the talent level but i could keep up and <laughs> think through some of that and so i was telling someone about that like i'd love to do comedy and they were like oh you should go to second city if you like that and i'm like what's that and i didn't really know what it was uh, right. i guess i knew but i didn't really know that you go for classes and so once i found that it took all the uh, it took all the the pressure off of me 
because I knew I wasn't going to go to college. But people were like, what are you going to do? And I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, oh, I am going to go to school, but it's going to be comedy school. So I knew I was going to sign up for Second City the second I graduated. And so that's kind of how all that melded together for me. Okay. Okay. So it started right after. Um, do you, a lot of Second City, uh, I'm assuming was like s- sketch or like improv. Do you, um, do you remember the first time that you did it and like did it in front of an audience? Yeah. Yeah, so it was all improv. I didn't do any sketch at uh, Second City. I only took the improv okay. classes. Jason Sudeikis was my first teacher in uh, yeah. J- July of 2001. Uh, or July, wow. of two- July of 2000, rather. Uh, for about six weeks or whatever. Then he got uh, picked up by some touring company in Amsterdam and moved on to be famous. But uh, we didn't, you know, <laughs> he was he was nobody at the time aside from a funny teacher. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I did, I started in July of 2000. And uh, I would go um, on Saturday nights, I would go down to... Bar Louis Improv Olympic there, uh, right by Wrigley, okay. uh, Wrigley Field in Chicago, and they would do uh, like a Saturday night like open jam or something of the improv jam. I forget what it was called, but at midnight uh, the audience would be there, and it's basically like, whose line is it anyway? They had some improvers who were good at it, but they would direct it all and go, "Hey, we need three volunteers to do scenes from a hat, or these people to do a song, or and you would go and, and the crowd can volunteer and go up and be part of the games. And so it was uh, February of two thousand one. And I went down there with a few of my friends and uh, one of the other guys I was going to Second City with. And um, uh, I always liked like the musical comedy. Okay. I always thought that was fun because I played guitar and did some comedy songs too. So I thought that was kind of fun. And so they had like a musical number and I raised my hand for it. And so basically you got to go up there. And I remember there were you know, four people up there and each person gets like a, a verse to kind of make the audience laugh. And the audience throws out a suggestion. And so it was... Um, it was uh, goats. Was it goats? So, something of that nature. But the example they gave of how to do this was like, hey, somebody shouts out Apple. And then they all lined up. And like one person was like, you know, Granny, Granny, Granny Smith. And he keeps saying that over to the music. And then somebody else was like, Mots, Mots, Granny, Granny, Granny Smith, the Mots, Mots. And they all kind of like... And then that, then one person steps forward, sings their verse, steps back in line. They do the refrain again and come back out. So it just looked like a lot of fun. I don't remember what the subject was. I just know I went up and talked about a Billy Goat. So it had to be something of that nature. And I was at whatever, 17 or 18. I was 18 at the time. So it was all it was all crude and talking about butt-fucking a goat or something. Yeah, <laughs> something that I knew would just get a laugh. But I was quick enough to rhyme it, you know, and, and get it out there. and got a huge laugh and a huge pop. And, and uh, that was the first time I did it. Nice. Uh, I, I find improv the idea of it to be terrifying. So yeah. <laughs> um, I'm cu- I'm curious, like how um, how you sort of so obviously you, studying improv, like started doing that, but then like how did you end up transitioning to over to stand up? Well, to me, improv was the was like the the shortcut into all of it. I wanted to do stand up, but like improv was like you sign up and every you know day, every Saturday at this time you have your class. So it was just a very easy organized thing to get to and to be practicing your your art at the time uh stand-up was like oh you got to show up you got to sign up you got to go figure it out you know it was like a lot more like it was a logistical nightmare it wasn't like regimented and organized and so uh it was may of 2001 uh another another uh gentleman from my second city class who was still in high school at the time a senior in high school uh andrew uh was his name is his name and uh he was writing stand-up too. And so we would just always bounce ideas off each other for about six months. And I'd been writing for about a year and a half at that point. And we just kind of, we, we went down 
and we watched. There was a place in Lincoln Park called the Red Lion Pub. I think it's still there. Maybe not. Or Red Lion, Red Lion Pub, something like that. And we went and watched uh, the comedy one night. We got in. They didn't card us. We went up there. We watched it and hung out. And then um, we went back uh, you know, weeks later, months later, whatever it was. And we said, let's, let's just go do it. Let's just let's give it a shot. you know. And so it was May of 2001. We, we drove downtown together. And uh, you know, I parked the car. We had like three minutes to get in before we could sign up. And we knew we had to like do our comedy and leave. We couldn't hang because it was a bar. So we were yep. going to be able to do it and go. And uh, I let him in to go sign us up. And I park the car, I walk in, and I sit down, and like, I mean, there's no bigger than this room I'm in. Like, you you sit down, the comic's like right in the middle of everybody sitting. And uh, I walk in, he's like, uh, you know, all right, well, good news and bad news. Um, he's like, uh, good news is we're on the list. Bad news is uh, nobody in this room wants to go first or second, and they only had two spots left. So you and I are first and second. And to his credit, man, like, the biggest balls award goes to him because he's like, and since you went and parked the car, I'll go first. And no sooner does he say that, they're like, here's your first comedian, Andrew Waple. And he just turns around and he's on stage going. And you're like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, within the blink of an eye, like we're in it, we're going. He's up there. No chance to panic. I've got, he's up there for whatever, three, four minutes. That's all the time I've got to panic, you know? And uh, so I'm just yeah. watching that. Then I went up and did my thing. And uh, I definitely went over my time. I did like seven minutes. Yeah. Because uh, I played a song and uh, I got I got one laugh with um, eh, not a laugh I got an applause for uh, this is like an appreciation applause I memorized like a twenty six uh, word acronym okay I said the twenty six words and then I did the acronym of it and it wasn't a funny joke but that just the sheer memory of it got an applause you know tepid like eh, you know and then uh, <laughs> and then I did my song and the song the song got some laughs right at the end and then uh, and then we left and we you know and we left and we were like. You know, did we bomb? Like, I think we bombed, right? That's about right. Because we knew yeah. that's what you have to do. You read all the books, and it was like, you got to bomb to get better. And we're like, oh, we're on the right track. We're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it's interesting that you got, and I understand, like, no, if nobody wants to go first, but like, the, I had the opposite problem when I, even now, when I try to go to like open mics, right? Like, you'll roll in, and it's like, the list might sign up might be at like seven. Yeah. It's like seven Oh three. And they're like 145 people deep in a list. Yeah. And you're like, Oh cool. I'm going to be here till three in the morning and I'm going to get four minutes. And then I have to be at work tomorrow at seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it definitely, it definitely can go the other way. Yeah. Now at this point in my career, I'd be fighting yeah. for the, even, even a, even a, like a, a paid show during the week when they're like, mm-hmm. Vince, do you want to close the show? And I'm like, and let's be clear. That's not headlining. That's closing, <laughs> which isn't the, always the greatest thing. Cause it's like, Oh, you, you're going to have eight comics up before me, throw like three guest spots into the mix. The night's going to go way too long. Half the crowd's going to leave before I even get up there. And like, I'm the big closer of the night. And you're like, the, I, I got the worst spot in the lineup. Yeah. It's almost a curse at that point. So yeah, it, it bounces. No, yeah, you know, it bounces all around. <laughs> It's paying um, your dues is what it is. Absolutely. So, so you just that was, but you, but you were hooked, even though you felt like you bombed. You, you were like, we want to try this again. Like you just kept trying. Yeah, because you know you, you got a laugh, and you're like, okay, I know, yeah. and I just knew, like, you know, it takes. I, I wasn't unrealistic. I, I guess it was, it was uh, the benefit of being young and ignorant is I wasn't unrealistic. I think, like, my opinion is the more success you have in your life the harder it is to probably start stand-up comedy. I watch, you know, people start it in their 30s, 40s, or 50s, and I think they have, like, a, a tougher time accepting that maybe somebody in their teens or 20s is going to blow you away and take the reins, and it's like, you know, we all start back down here. And I just knew that at a young age, like, 
let's let's get the bombing out of the way and like let's just start piecing this shit together you know yeah yeah no it's it's um it, it it's funny i always say like the the bombing feels so bad but like even one good laugh for a set feels so amazing and it, it like erases all the bombing right no doubt just a big dry um, erase board you're like nope, none of that happened yeah. i got one laugh yeah Absolutely. And through the magic of editing, you can just like cut it out. And, <laughs> yeah, now uh, it's just you see people stitching all the clips together and you're like, wait a minute, you were on the other side of the stage a second ago. That's not connected. <laughs> but the audience doesn't give a shit. Like, the, you, know, you know, people don't care. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, if, if you guys haven't seen Vince, um, you should absolutely. The timer went off on our 20 minutes, but I have a couple. I'm going to keep going, which is normal, but I'm not going to go like twice as long. Um, <laughs> it's like running the light. Um, <laughs> No, Vince, uh, I think, you know, I reached out to you probably way back in, shit, it was like 2010, um, after seeing you perform, I thought you were hilarious. I think at this point, you've gone on to do, like, you've released, what, five albums total? Yeah, five albums so far, yeah. Yeah, one of the things I think that you've done is, like, sort of created this, like, I don't want to say cult sounds bad, it has such a negative connotation. Like a cult, (laughs) like cult-like following, though, right? Where it's like... Like somebody in New York who has been out and seen a lot of people, like if I mention your name, they may not know you, yep. but like a lot of people do know you and love you, like in a very hardcore fans of you. Yeah. Um, is th- I think that's almost intentional, though, on your part. Yeah, I think uh, early on, uh, maybe about 2004, I, uh, I had like an epiphany. I was getting laughs on stage and I was probably a little bit, you know, ahead of most of my peers at that time in terms of like the talent level. We we're all learning, but I'd say I was probably on the upper side of, you know, the, the people I was coming up with. And, uh, but I was like, I hated my act and, uh, it was all set up punchline, which is fine for people. It just wasn't sitting well with me. Was, everything was made up. Nothing was true. It was just, do I think this is funny to say? And, uh, and I had an epiphany one day, I'll, I'll spare the whole story, but, uh, October of 2004, uh, I, I, you know, with a, with a friend we were talking and, uh, I was just like, man, I've always, I, was, I had him cracking up because I was bitching about something. I'm like, I've always been funny when I've been complaining or bitching. Like, that's when I've always cracked people up organically in my in my circle of friends. And uh, and he didn't really know much about me doing comedy at the time. He didn't really, you know, he didn't live in state, so he'd never really seen me. And he's like, oh, you, do you do that on stage? That's hilarious. And just that question, I was like, shit. Like, I never even considered, like, bringing that persona on stage. And so... uh that night he flew back home and I went out to the bar and I wrote a whole new act. And, uh, the first time I did my new act, I won a $500 contest Nice doing it. And I was just kind of like off and running. So yeah. over the course of time, I just, uh, I used my ranting style and I, and I isolated that way too. Like, uh, while, while I was doing well in a certain aspect, I was starting to get opinionated. I was starting to kind of like turn other people off who wanted the fluffier type of comedy as I'll call it. And, uh, and I just, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to really start splitting the crowd this way. And I had, uh, it's, it's a little painful at first uh, to accept that. But mm-hmm. I think as time went on, it was like, you know what? Like, we all carve out our little piece of the pie. And, you know, people not liking, as long as some people like me, people not liking me is okay too because I'm definitive and I'm not right down the middle, which is not bad if you are. Yeah. I just, I didn't, I hate down the middle sets. I'd rather, you, I'd rather kill or bomb. I hate leaving going, it was okay. Because then I could have been any comedian on stage that night. If I from one of the right. extremes, you're going to remember me for one reason or another. And I think over the time, I just kind of cultivated that and let that uh, grow with my fan base. And I stayed true to the style. So now they know like that's his style. That's what he does. And so that helps. 
And, and it's hilarious, by the way. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, with that, with knowing that that's like, is that like representative of, of like the true Vince? Like, is it sort of like in wrestling, they'll tell people like, find your inner Stone Cold Steve Austin and then like it. turn it up to a hundred, right? When you're in an arena, like, is that, I mean, is that basically how that came to be? Yeah, I think. I mean, like, if you're already doing it with friends. Yeah, I, I think like uh, I mean, it's heightened. Okay, there's there's a, there's yeah. definitely uh, you know you amp it up, right? Nobody would be friends with me if yep. I acted like that all the time. But I because uh, <laughs> after the show, people are like, man, you're so like calm and like nice off stage, and you're like, well, like I'm a nice person. Like, let's not confuse like the the bitching and ranting. Like, I, you know, uh, with me not being, I'm a nice person, but uh, yeah, you can't be there all the time you know but if we right. hung, if we hung out like if you were my you know me and my buddies were out getting you know wings and beers watching the game like I, yeah I'm, I'm bitching i'm crabbing like i'm and we're all just that's what we all did like i grew up in an italian family is my mom dad grandma grandpa and sister and i all live in the same house family dinner every night on the table and that's what my family did we just bitched about our day and be all oh, this guy and that and this and that and and my wife is like man you guys like all like, you're like you're negative when she first came over I'm like no, that was like a positive dinner. That's how we that's how we bonded like growing up. You just bitched about your day and we were all like in the foxhole together. And so I just kind of took that and like raised it an octave, you know, and some artistic yeah. liberty there. But yeah, the deep down, I mean, it stems from like, yeah, these are things that these are things that bug me and you know, as the years go on, you know, it's uh less uh less looking for the funny and more going, what is what is true? What do I really feel about something? Whereas I look back on a couple albums ago and there's still a couple bits where I'm like, "Ugh." I wish I didn't say that then because I don't really believe that and it's not aging well. So, yeah, yeah. My last question in this round is: um, it, it's not a question that you have kids because I know that's that to be true. Do you see a funniness or humor in, in, in either of your in any of your kids? Well, so I say like my my son is the quick witted smartass. Like he's got he's got quick answers. He's <laughs> he's doing and and uh, he's doing what I did growing up. He's questioning everything. If I say the wrong word, you know, he'll call me on it. Oh, Dad, you said this. You know, and you're like. Son of a bitch, that's what I used to do. Like, that's, that's what you had to get for me, like, my smart mouth. You know, not my 14-inch right. dick. It had to be my smart mouth. You know? And, uh, and uh, my, my daughter's more like a, a goofball. She's, like, she's got the okay. faces, and you know, but she's really shy. But when it's just her and I or my wife and her and I, like, she's making faces at us and, like, you know, saying stuff, like, real quick. And, and, uh, and she's only four, so she's not, you know, there's no smart-assness really coming out. But she's a little sassy, but... Uh, I think like she'll grow up. She'd grow up to probably be the more the theater, like where she'd lose some of that shyness, like on a stage. And he he'll grow up trying to make people laugh in school by telling the teacher to you know fuck off and get a detention, like I did. So that's that's where that's gonna go. Awesome. I can't. That's that's hilarious. Um, it, it, it's yeah, yeah. It's awesome when you see that like replicating. My brother is. Uh, my brother has. I don't have any kids myself. My brother has two kids. Uh, they're twins, and one of them is like a carbon copy of him, and one is a carbon copy copy of his wife, essentially. And so it's really funny to watch all the shit that like the one that's mini him does. Okay, and I'm like, oh yeah, like you were. That is a hundred percent you when we were kids. So like, derived from she's, it. Yeah. She's just being you. She has like rest. <laughs> we call him. She has this like bitchy look she'll give you that we call it resting Brent face. That's funny. Because yeah, it's uh it's amazing. <laughs> um, we'll move on to the second round, the five for five round. All right. Uh, so like I mentioned, this, this is uh, named after the Arby's five for five deal where you get five classic roast beef sandwiches for five dollars. All right. Um, <laughs> um, and so you are the guest. I'll allow you to ask your first question, then I'll ask mine, and we'll just ping pong back and forth. You got it. All right, here we go. If you had ten yeah. minutes, if you had ten minutes alone with Hitler, 
and you couldn't kill him, <laughs> what would you do with those 10 minutes? Oh, my God. That's a very hard question. It's tough. Um, when you take away the most obvious answer, it's a tough one. Yeah. His thing was like he didn't uh, like <laughs> – I would probably just like fill the room with Jews yeah. <laughs> and like have them like taunt him. Like, you know the, – and I feel like Jewish people that that are my friends, they all say like that they're very loud and stuff. So I'd really pack that son of a bitch like real tight so, you know, they were on his nerves. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he couldn't like cover his ears or eyes or any of that stuff. Sure, right. Um, yeah, it would be almost like waterboarding, but uh, but just giving him like ten minutes of of pure torture around people yeah. that he can't stand. That's where a little scared straight from the Jews. That'd be that's the way to do it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. If I think of something later, I'll. Uh, yeah, it's probably a question you don't have to think about again. But yeah, if you do think of something yeah. later, that's yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> you probably erase that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first question for you is. Um, and this goes back to one of one of the bits off of one of your albums. Okay, um, is does uh, you have this bit about asshole foods? Yeah, um, and one of the lines that you say. <laughs> now, I don't want to like ruin the bit for people if they haven't listened, but uh, at one point you say something like, "Give me the chemicals and kill me." Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, so that's pretty much my mantra when it comes to food. What is your favorite chemical laden food? Ooh, favorite chemical laden food. God, that's good. Oh god, it's like all my favorite foods are just uh I know. You know. <laughs> um what would it be? Uh you know you know what I like? Uh Doritos or Cheetos probably. Uh oh. I could just whole bag down it easily, not, yeah. no concern for it. and you look on the back and it's like I don't even know if there's actually cheese in Cheetos. You know what I mean? Yeah. But whatever whatever the fuck yeah. is in it, I'm in all the way really good do yeah. you uh do you have you tried the cheetos mac and cheese no but i'm going to right after this podcast now now that i know that's a thing <laughs> you know. it's pretty good um I, it's not good it's something you should try once though okay i think cheetos that's fair is a good choice i think that's fair there's, there's a lot of things that are like oh this actually isn't good but it sounds amazing and i i can't think of the one there's i have one like really good example of that where it's like it sounds so goddamn good and it's like actually absolutely awful i just for some reason i can't yeah rack my brain around what it is right now but if i think about that i'll let you know i feel like we're just really showing out with our like common combinations of food lately like there's so much like i saw today there was like pepsi infused pepperoni on a pizza or something and i'm like we don't need that it's too much when they start trying to stack together superfoods like it used to be like a food is a food and then it was like oh like but then people like started having a say it's like oh i I can't eat that. I'm gluten this. You're lactose that. How about the? Oh, I want. So now it's like okay. Well, like I, I, I'll bring the dessert. I'm baking like a cookie and sticking it into a pie and dropping that into a Jello mold. How is that? Is that good right. for you? Like we don't have to stack together like super fucking desserts. You know, like going to get like a smortini at a bar. Like oh, yeah, marshmallow vodka. You know, with chocolate dipped into a graham cracker crust, and you know, like it's too fucking much. Like you know what I mean? Just simple. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah, we need to take a step back. (laughs) All right, it's time for your second question for me. All right. What is something you did as a kid or a teenager uh, that you're ashamed of? Ooh. Um, (laughs) There was... I'm trying to think of the best... Because I really want to be, like, truthful about being shamed. Like, I want to shame myself. Um, There was somebody in, like, high school that I honestly wasn't very nice to. Yeah. Um, and I like, I think like I went to school maybe even a couple years before you, uh, like high school. And I feel like, I mean, bullying happened, but bullying wasn't like a thing. Yeah. Like we didn't talk about it. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and so I don't. I mean, it probably was borderline bullying, and it, and I was like, I have no idea why. Um, but there is still like I can remember certain things that had happened, like the first day of class, like one time. Um, this is the one that sticks out in my head. There was like, it was like the first day of the semester. And so we were picking like seats or whatever in one of the classes. And I like was very upset because this person sat next to one of my friends Mm. and I like came in and was like, just a real fucking dick to this kid. And I like zero right to go up and be like, move your shit out of the, like, this is my seat, you know, but like it was total mean girls bullshit. Um, and I like still think of stuff like that. I actually, at our last class reunion that I went to, I was really hoping that they were there so I could like apologize because something you know i mean i've been out of high school for almost 25 years now and it's like i still think about that you know yeah i i apologize to any you know we 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 all we all have our moments we all get picked on we've all picked on people and 90 99 percent of us and if i ever run into i've had a few i've had a few people call me out um i have one one in particular called me out a couple years ago online i remember when you did because i was like reminiscing about high school i remember when you did this and i don't even remember what they're talking about i don't even think it's accurate but i'm like but I know I wasn't great friends with this person, so I'm like, something happened. And so it's just, yeah. hey, I'm, yeah, it sounds like that was really awful of me to do, and I'm really sorry about that. And uh, my, my worst one, just to piggyback it, and this is a terrible, terrible story, but just in the in getting shame out there, this is what this is. And I, I think about it all the time, uh, but I did have a lifesaver in it. I, uh, I was in seventh grade, and we had vending machines instead of a cafeteria food. We had vending machines. You know, you put a dollar yeah. in and get like some, you know, yeah raw cookie or pizza you know, <laughs> slop in a bag or something and um there was a special needs girl uh in line i had at the vending machine and she just wasn't like getting it right getting her money in and all that you know and, and when you're younger you just you try and be cool and you don't have any compassion or empathy for anything in your life and you're just a pile of shit at least i was in this moment and I thought it would like make people laugh or whatever. I just like walked up in front of her. I'm like, you're taking too long. I just cut in front of her and just put my money in the machine and got it thinking like people would laugh. It's fucking awful. I, um, and uh, this 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 scumbag kid behind me of all people, like this this just fucking rat tailed trailer towing hunk of shit. Like this, it was a bully himself. Uh, right. He calls me out and he's like. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? And like, he had every right to call me out. Like, he wasn't a piece of shit because yeah. of that. Um, and uh, and I, all I could like squeak out was, "She's taking too long." And uh, you know that exchange is happening between us. And at the top of his lungs, with her right next to him, he points to her face and goes, "She's retarded," and oh, screams gosh. it across the whole lo- and like the whole lunchroom like comes to a halt and sees him pointing to this girl's face, calling her yeah. retarded. And the whole lunchroom turned on this kid because they didn't see what happened. They didn't see that I did it. So everybody all of a sudden thinks this guy is just a piece of shit, which saved me from like probably the most humiliating day. Because I already felt like a worthless pile of shit. And I think about that all the time. Like he definitely saved me. But I think about that all the time. Like, you know, what an asshole. What an asshole thing to do. But yeah, you know, all you can do is is learn from that and, you know, defend it going forward and change your tune going forward. So. Absolutely. Yeah, it's I really do. I I hope uh if we I think we should, we're due for a reunion soon. So maybe maybe he'll show up at this next one. Yeah. And I can just like cuz I I literally think about it. I'm not every day, but I think about it a lot, honestly. Yeah. Um cuz I wasn't like in general. I look, I'm not like I was the kid that got bullied a lot. I don't really sure. know what why I had this like Yeah, like what caused it? What, yeah. Like what it was in that situation that made me flip the coin, but uh yeah, it it was terrible. 
Yeah. Oh, my second question for you is what is a superpower that you wanted to have when you were a kid? Ooh, when I was a kid, probably flying would be like the first thing that comes to my head. I think we all want that. Um, God, it's got to be flying. I don't know if like okay anything else. I, anything else I would say would be like me thinking now, looking back, like you know, being invisible would be fantastic. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Or strong yeah. to beat the shit out of a lot of people that I didn't like growing up. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, fl- I'm flying for sure. Flying is like the coolest thing ever, right? Who who didn't want to fly? Yeah, absolutely. God, I'd love it now. I looked at flights today for Nashville. I have to go there <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. summer. I was like, God damn, I am not paying seven hundred dollars to fly to Nashville. I know if it's like it's like a Seven hour drive is like a hundred bucks an hour. You know, it's like yeah. it's crazy. Jesus uh, Christ! Uh, all right, your third question for me. All right, what is a joke or a bit that you've written but you haven't tried yet? <laughs> I have this. Uh, I don't want just. The, I don't want just the premise. Oh, you, you wait. You want the? Yeah, I want just the, the premise. No, no, I don't want just the premise. I want. Oh, you want me to say it? Yeah, I don't know if you, <laughs> you don't have to deliver it. Deliver it, but talk, yeah, yeah, but yeah. talk through it. Yeah, because um, it's only been on paper so far. Yep. Um, so essentially, let me think how to like start it off. Um, it falls in the middle of like ranting about uh, how I feel like for the first time in my life, I feel like technology has outpaced me. And I think it's like too much and it makes my life worse. Um, so talking about directions, you know, like directions in a car. Um, I remember like reading on a map. This is going to be terrible. This is the first time I've said it out loud, yes, by the this way. This is what we do. Um, <laughs> I, re- uh, I remember like reading MapQuest directions that I had printed out. And now like it's great. People are like you have this – you know, you have Siri. You have like Google Maps. You do Waze, whatever you have you. It will tell you like on a moment's notice when it wants you to turn 600 feet in front of you uh, because it found a route that's two miles faster. So convenient. But it's actually – to me, it's more annoying than anything because inevitably what happens is um, – I'll start, you know, listening to the directions and a great song will come on. <laughs> and uh, so you'll be uh, – and the song that I think that I'm going to use for this, by the way, is like probably Party in the USA. Okay. But like talking yeah. about the um, – I guess I never got the memo about stilettos. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But basically have it be cut off by like in 600 feet, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. so something about that. That's like one of the examples of the technology. But I got to figure out how to like – you know where it's going to fall in, and yeah, well, it's, um, but it's that's a, it. Yeah, it's almost like I got inundated with the technology. Like, there's too much. Like, I got, yeah, I can look at uh, the next three directions and conceptualize that off MapQuest. But you tell me, 600 feet, 400 feet, yeah, 200 feet, right? right. It's just like it's too. It's like you know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because it's nonstop, you know, and it's like I can't even enjoy a fucking song because it's the song doesn't um, pause, right? Like the song. Like she yeah. talks over the song, she just interrupts it like like an ignorant friend when you're trying to show them this. Like, hey, listen to this song where you like have like a lyric you yeah. want them to hear, then they start talking over that part of the song. You're like, no, fuckhead, like that's the part I yeah. wanted you to. <laughs> now I got to go back, like so. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's fun. I like that. Yeah, I got to see. I got to. I got to get it out. There's, but there's. I have a whole ton of examples of things that have happened uh, through the COVID lockdown and stuff where I'm like, fuck this technology, you know. Yeah. So it's it, it'll like fit somewhere in there, but that's the one that always comes up. Uh, Comes up because it happens all the time. All the time when when great songs are on. Yeah, like I just <laughs> want to hear about the stilettos. Just let me hear the stiletto <laughs> yeah, part. God. It's the best fucking it's, line. Yeah, it's the catchiest line in the song. You know, oh, yeah, stilettos. Well, you know, like yeah, yeah. I guess I never got the memo. Yeah, and then it's like, um, I think too, like people our age appreciate it because we haven't always had move uh, movies music on demand. Right. So like, I remember when I had to sit and listen and like to the radio for three hours to hear that. So, yeah. of course, like, I want to hear it. Like, I, I haven't always lived the life where I could just start it over. 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I like yeah. that. There's going to be something there. It's good. It's in there. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, my third question for you is if you if you were having a movie made about your life, who would you choose to play you and why? It's a good question. Who would play me and why? So I think I I would say probably Vince Vaughn comes to mind, but like not Vince Vaughn today, like Vince Vaughn in his youth, you know. Okay. Um, but like today, let me see here. Just because of the quick talking, it's quick talk, mm-hmm. fast talk. I think that'd go. Um, man, you know, maybe, maybe Jason Bateman. Now that I'm, that Ooh, I'm thinking through, maybe, yeah, you know, he can kind of. He's got some. He's got some versatility there. I like that. You know, yeah, he's not not overly tall. He's kind of like like me. He's not not overly tall. Not, you know, not whatever. Just kind of in the middle ground. You know, thinks quick though. Can kind of, yeah. Maybe Jason Bateman. Yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah, I love that. I like it. What about you? Uh, f- <laughs> probably Fat Jonah Hill. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, I mean, you know, he's like, like I wouldn't, I couldn't be played by Jonah Hill right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. Not true to form, right? So, <laughs> uh, I love you, Jonah Hill. I love you, yeah. thin and <laughs> yeah, yeah, Either and one. heavier. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, your fourth question for me. Yeah, let's stick, let's stick with the movie theme. So movies always seem to have like happy endings. Yeah. Um, but if they don't do a sequel, we, re- we really never know what happens after the movie ends. We just assume these characters go on living forever. But there's a realism there. So what do you think happens to the two main characters at the end of Pretty Woman? When Pretty Woman is over, what is the story that those two continue on? Richard Gere and Julie Roberts. What happens? What happens next? I mean, ultimately, I feel like... (laughs) I honestly... First of all, this is embarrassing because I haven't seen this movie in so long. I don't think I remember the actual ending of it. Do they end up together, like getting married? They he he climbs like a fire escape, hands her some roses, and just assumed that they're together. Okay, yeah, implied, implied that they're together. But they now they're together. You have a a successful, rich businessman and a former prostitute now are together. How does that meld to the rest of their life? What happens next? Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that that uh, lasts. I think ultimately, I mean, I think he's old. He's a little older than her uh, already. So I think like she, you know, it's a little like um, what's the the people in Modern Family? Jay and Sylvia? No, Sylvia. Who does Sophia Vergara play? What the hell is her character's name? Anyway, you know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that it'll be fine for a while. I think she'll get like accustomed to her lifestyle. And then I think she'll start banging the fucking pool boy. Yeah. It, I, similar there. I think he's got yeah. like, uh, he's got his like, uh, his family. He's got to go bring her home. And uh, they're like, yeah. why'd you meet her? Is it a prostitute? Yeah. Like, and then yeah. you know, she fucks his dad or something. And then, uh, and then it ends. But yeah, I think that's where it goes. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it doesn't absolutely. Last. It doesn't last. No way. Yeah. No way. Uh, but what a great movie! It was a good movie, from yeah. what I remember of it. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. I don't know if it holds up today, but it was good when I was growing up. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> My fourth question for you is: um, Tell me about. Can you tell me about your most memorable birthday? My most memorable birthday. Let's see here. Yeah, you know, I was. I'm trying to just grab the the age. Um, it was 2017, so I would have been turning 35. Okay. Um, my, uh, 
my wife surprised me and took me to Vegas. Uh, and my mom and dad were going out there too. And so we all went out there. And it was probably one of the first vacations where we got away from, uh, you know, I think I, my daughter wasn't born yet. So we just kind of, you know, my son was almost, was a little over two. So we just, one of the first times we were kind of getting away. And it was just uh, super fun. She had a lot, of, a lot of things planned out in Vegas. You know, I took a limo to, to a nice dinner out there at a restaurant called Sinatra's and just had it all organized. And it was just... It was just like a fun, you know, just a fun thing that we did. And, uh, you know, lots of laughs, lots of good times with my family and her. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right. Your fifth question for me. All right. Do you have a sister? No, I have two brothers. All right. Well, then this is going to get weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fuck, marry, kill your mom, your brother, your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you want to pick a brother or do a. <laughs> no, I want you to pick one and then tell me why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's even worse. Yep. Um Well, I mean, I think I've got the order. I think I can guess it based on not having a sister threw my question off good. But Yeah, 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 it did. Uh <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to fuck my wife. Yeah. Cuz, you know. You're going to kill your brother. Is what's going to happen. The other two's are weird. Yeah. yeah. I guess I would marry my mom. <laughs> that sounds really weird. <laughs> no, it's just At least she's really good at like ironing and laundry sure. and like uh home stuff. Yeah. She's also just like, I mean, she's good at a lot of stuff. So, you know, she it would be great. Like, it would be a great, like, cohabitation situation. Uh, yeah, my brother's dead for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, either one. Either one, yeah. but I probably would pick. <laughs> you're, you're doing this, you're volunteering this information on your own. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. I yeah. probably would pick, and then it'll just, like, that'll be the teaser clip that goes on. No. Uh, I don't know that I would pick one, but either of them I would kill for yeah. sure. For, yeah. In that scenario, yeah, that Absolutely. is the only acceptable answer to that question. Is really, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is it. I mean, sister still would have been weird, just less weird. Yeah, you have to kill her too, right? I mean, that's just the yeah. route it has to go. But yeah, but uh, it definitely makes you think for a split second longer. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> My last question for you is: If I went through your drawers, what's the weirdest thing that I would find? Oof. Jesus. <laughs> um. If you went through my drawers, what's the weirdest thing you would find? That's a great question. I know what's in them. I'm just trying to think of like what's weird. <laughs> There's lubricant somewhere. Uh, yeah. I don't know that it's weird. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe it is. Um, um I got, you know, like a watch from my grandpa that he left me. Uh, it's like a, like a, you know, ten dollar watch. You know, it's yeah. really nothing to leave. But I don't know if he left it for me. I think when he passed, my dad just handed me his watch. He was like, "Hey, he left this for you, just to make me think I had something." But, um, yeah. <laughs> and then know, you can't get rid of it. You know, can't. You know, I'm never gonna get rid of it. No. You know. No. I remember, like, at the time, being all emotional, like, I'm going to wear this on stage from going forward, and that way he'll always yeah. be with me on stage. And I wore it once. I'm like, I don't like it. And I took it off. And, yeah. Uh, that was it. <laughs> I just remember him from a distance. And yep. I've got, like, a collection of, like, probably a bag of stuff from, like, high school that's got, like, a bunch of things, like, my high school IDs in it, uh, concert tickets that I saw, you know, things that I saw. I think I got, like, a, like a, like a national fitness patch that that I won when I was, like, in fifth grade but that bag is just filled with like a bunch of eclectic stuff like none of it's like it's not like i saved my whole life i just like hand-picked yeah, yeah. a bunch of weird shit and put <laughs> it in there but that's that's probably the weirdest thing you would find my wife's right here do i have anything else weird in any drawers that would be weirder than what i'm saying 
<laughs> Let's phone a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, yeah. Let me just phone a friend here. You have ten seconds. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, nothing. No. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's that's his phone. Okay. Yeah. T- right. Yeah. You want to? If you ask me, rephrase it to what the weirdest thing you'd find in my wife's drawers would be, then I can give you a, a nice, <laughs> nice answer. I, we'll I save that. A three foot dildo a couple of years ago, but. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's a big drawer. It's I was going to say, where the hell is uh, that drawer? <laughs> yeah, it comes in three pieces, but yeah. You know. uh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's uh, the end of the five for five round. So we'll move on to the Fast All Friends right. Fortune Teller here. I have a custom printed. Uh, you'll see boy bands out here on the outside. Um, it's very fancy. All right. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that will reveal an activity. So uh, the first question is, um, in all of these, assume that you and I are on a road trip together. And okay. so the first is I say, hey, Vince, will you start a boy band playlist? Would you pick the first song from NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, One Direction, or 98 Degrees? Ooh, it's good. I can name a good one from all of them, but I'd probably go NSYNC. Okay. Do you have a favorite NSYNC song? Uh, I don't know if I know the name of it, but it's Drive Myself Crazy oh, is yeah. uh, the one that's popping in my head. Yeah, that's a good one. A little it's slow, yeah. but yeah. It's, I like slow that. and light. Yeah. Nice windows down song and I'm alone crying by myself. It's good. Um, we stopped for snacks at a gas station. From these four snacks, would you pick Milk Duds, Corn Nuts, Sour Patch Kids, or Cheez-Its? Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. The, so yeah, good. No doubt. Yep. Fake cheese. I'm in. Hell yeah. Uh, and the last is we stop in an exit further down the road. We're going to get dinner in a drive-thru. Would you go to Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, or Arby's? Oh, McDonald's. McDonald's. Do you have a go-to McDonald's I know. order? My, here's my go-to McDonald's order because I don't eat it a lot, not because I'm healthy. I just don't eat it a lot because of how much I order there. So um, my wife, like a year ago, was like, "I'm gonna stop there. Do you want anything?" I'm like, "Yeah." I gave her my order. She's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? That's what you want me to get?" So it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a McChicken sandwich, uh, a McDouble, like the double cheeseburger, yeah, and then the the number maybe seven, whatever it is, the the ten piece nugget with the large fry, okay, and the large drinks. So you want two sandwiches, ten nuggets, or whatever it is, and. Large fry, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. So that's my go-to every time. I love that. Do you, what's your dipping sauce, or do you have one? Uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I, ketchup, I, I love it, but uh, the sweet and sour is like the go-to for okay. sure. Right on. Yeah. Um, underneath McDonald's this week is the game Never Have I Ever. So I have, uh, all right, I have a literal card deck of Never Have I Ever okay. that I'll just pick at random, and we'll both uh, answer if we've ever done Perfect. whatever. So it'll be like a drinking game for old people. Uh, right. Never have I ever had more than one speeding ticket in one day. I haven't. No, neither have I. But I did. I did get a ticket in the morning and then got into an uh, an accident in the afternoon. Oh, so I did have. I was close. Yeah, close. Ne- never have I ever painted my chest. <laughs> I, I I can't do that. I have like actual yep. boobs, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> Never have I ever gone on a TikTok binge. No. Oh, okay, hang on. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I have done that too. Yeah. Even though I don't really use it. <laughs> Some of these are weird, man. Never have I ever engaged in hot tub foreplay. Yeah, I've fucking done that. Hell oh, yeah. Me and my boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, say just me. Me alone, fine, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Uh, the last one is never have I ever left my credit card at a bar and couldn't remember which bar. No, I've not done that. Ooh, I've not done that, but I've got friends that have done that. Yeah, it's rough. I'll, <laughs> I'll leave you on on, on one uh, one story from from that. Is uh, years ago when I was working a day job, 
I was making pretty good money. And uh, my my buddy and I, who worked at the same place, uh, it wasn't making as, as good of money. And uh, he, uh, we went to the, went to the bar one night on a Friday, and it was payday. And uh, he went up and he used the ATM and he took money out. And I went up to the ATM right after him. And when it spit out my receipt, I guess his receipt was still in there. So I grabbed his thing. It was mine. And I looked at the balance of in the checking account. I go, dude, what in the fuck happened? Like, I, 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 I've got way more money than this. And he looks, he goes, oh, dude, that's mine. And he, and he grabs it and he's like... And then, like, he, we had a drink, and he came back later. He goes, I've been thinking about it. You know how depressing that is? He goes, this is payday. That is the most money I will ever have in my checking account for you to fucking say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. That, yeah. So. Oof. That's always rough. I do worry about that. Yeah. I hardly ever get a receipt at an ATM for that reason. I don't want people to know how poor I am. I was in Vegas one time, and some guy took out, I don't know, Five hundred thousand bucks, whatever he took out of the ATM, used his credit card, whatever he used, and uh, the machine went made the made the ten noises. Nothing came out, and it said, "Thank you for your transaction." And he fucking turned and he looked at me because it deducted it, but it, the thing didn't spit out any money. And he's like, "Can you wait here while I go get someone?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then he left, and I fucking left. I'm like, I ain't, I ain't sticking around dealing with that shit. Like, you know how long we're gonna fucking be here? They have to check the cameras and shit. Like, yeah. he's on his own, so I got the fuck out of there. But. Hell yeah! Oh my god! Yeah, everything I have is paid for with a credit card. So, yep. <laughs> and yeah, it's how it goes. and I don't have much. Um, yeah. Well, Vince, thank you so much for coming on. This is the moment we've been building to. This is uh, we end in a friend request. So, in the vein of Facebook, right. where you have unfriended me, apparently, yes, I'll be up all night uh, thinking about that. Um, <laughs> Logan Cummins has sent you a friend request based on our time that we spent together. Would you confirm or delete the friend request? I will confirm the friend request. Oh, Vince, that's so nice of you. It's nice to be back, <laughs> back in good graces. You'll, you'll be gone next week again, but I appreciate yeah. that and. Uh... I'm going to set up some kind of an alert or like monitoring or something that'll tell me so that I can call you out on it the second it happens. <laughs> that's really the way to do it, though. But you want to build a buzz. That's what you do. Just keep removing people and re-adding yeah. them every couple of weeks. And yeah. they start wondering and looking into what's going on with you. So. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell people listening where they can keep up with you, follow you, find you? You have some shows coming up, I know, in the Chicago area and even outside of Chicago. Um, so they can follow me. Uh, my website's vincecarone.com. The best thing to do is go to that page. My email uh, list will, will pop up. Just put in your, your email and your zip code so I can let you know when I'm coming to your area or whenever I'm dropping out new content online. And if you follow me on social media, go uh, any of the any of the major platforms. Go to at Vince Carone. That's my handle on all of them. And uh, it should be good. So um, check the website for upcoming shows. I have, I have some, uh, some local stuff this next week, but... Uh, this won't hit in time. So uh, you just missed me at Zany's. It was uh, sold out shows and I killed the room every night, I'm, I'm sure. So, uh, but uh, short of that, I'm looking to possibly record my sixth album at the uh, end of this year if I can uh, pull it together. Hell here. yeah. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks Have for having an me. Amazing afternoon. <laughs> you too. Take care. Thanks, Logan. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fast Friends Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.